It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man hung from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Rojo This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo Ready for the woe, and we so, so Silly with the flow, somebody call a bobo Heard the lanes, and I swear they so, so Too much love for the fame, just to go broke You said like I had the rap game and the troll card Never think I got the whole world on the rope, though Gotta think of damn, dog, you crazy Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe Welcome back to the Insanity Check Podcast It's your host, Chris, here And, uh, let me make sure I got my levels and everything right You know, it's, uh, you know, doing the show every other week now I make myself a little, um Sometimes a little lazy or uh, I have things that are not working correctly. It looks like my levels are down lower than normal. Anyway, uh, we're back here and uh, I have a very special guest joining me today. We're being joined by Bacon. What's going on, Bacon? Hello. Yep, yep. Yeah, you need to have your levels set when I'm on. Yeah, no, no. It, it, well, you know what is when you first had you on, I lowered I, I had a little la- lower. Then I brought myself in. I was like, wait, now I'm too low. Yeah, we didn't do a sound check because I don't do the sound check. We just go right into the show. Fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck doing like <laughs> the shit we need to do and all the production shit. I'm serious. I mean, I'll be in like Facebook, Facebook groups for podcasting, and I'll be seeing people be doing like all the. I'm like, y'all been podcasting for like over ten years, and I don't do none of that shit you guys are talking about. Yeah, Aaron is really big on the sound check, but it's not a bad thing, and his are really quick. the The harder part is trying to get me to do a sound check. Because I, like, he'll be like, okay, Bacon, say something. And then I'm like, uh. You turn into, like, Tina from, like, Bob Burger. <laughs> like, put you on the spot. It's like, uh. No. That, that, that ex- doesn't work. That doesn't ex- work. Ex- exactly. So now he started doing trick questions because once you ask me something, I just keep going. So he'll just, like, he won't even say a sound check anymore. He'll just be like, okay. I'll let me just ask this question, and then he'll be like, "Oh, can you turn this up?" <laughs> you got to trick him in there. You got to trick him in there. So it's, yep. it's it's so funny. So we're doing this. Like I had bacon up like three weeks ago, um, to be on here because I you know, it got to a while. I was like, you know, I should probably plan out my guests. I'm doing every other week. I shouldn't like wait until the week of to try to find the guests. Like just being really, really fucking lazy. 
So, head baking up, right? We agreed on this date. I want to say it was this week. You were like, oh, no. Am I getting post to bake, Chris? And I was like, <laughs> so technically you are, but like I haven't been watching any of the shit with comes to politics and debates, which is weird for me. Uh, you're technically actually getting pre San Diego Comic Con, Chris, which means like my the room I'm in right now is filled with nothing but like camera equipment and random cords and all this other shit as I try to figure out what the fuck I'm bringing in, in two weeks to San Diego to make sure I have. Every- and if I need to, if I need to order anything <laughs> this week that I can get it and have it delivered here before I leave, that's the Chris you're getting. You're getting the Chris that's hella unprepared for like an insanity check, but is very, very prepared for San Diego. <laughs> no, okay, that that's great because I I was just like sitting there randomly going, oh shit. <laughs> no, 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 no you, and, you you you're you're great. I have nothing. I have nothing randomly prepared. There's not gonna like something oh cut out and all of a sudden you start playing some music or some shit. You're not, you know, I know I did that to you the last time you were on here. I can't do that to you this time. I just was not prepared for it. So <laughs> you, next you time I got you, though. I wasn't prepared to troll you. Next time I got you. Next time. I mean, we, we're all talking oh, about some oh. politics stuff, but like, yeah, most of that shit, I was, I, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'll be listening. I'll be going to you, be like, yo, what happened in the debate? What are they talking about? Like, yeah, I, it, it, it actually wasn't that bad, but the second one was kind of a train wreck. Yeah, I just, we'll get into it later, but like, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I refuse to take uh, this primary, Democratic primary, seriously until they whittle them numbers. It's 20 fucking people. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not. I, I refuse. We're not doing this. I'm not doing this this time. You get some of them people out there that are pulling at 1% the fuck out and tell them to go run for the Senate or to stay home. Oh, was it Mariana Wilmson, the not the anti-vaxxer, vaxxer lady who's that yet? Oh, uh, we, we, um, I had, I had like a small, like, debate watching just it was just like a chat group mm-hmm. and we we were calling her hashtag uh white yoga twitter yeah she she is she's like she she is uh one she looks like one of those impossible white women of twitter or, or okay cupid that i would like look see on okay cupid all the time that's her that's her yeah absolutely oh my god she is mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can see her pictured in there like on an okay cupid profile with like five kids from Africa going like some, or some random village going like, see, I'm very diverse. Like, uh, yeah, that's her. That's her. That's her. That's her. Right. No, she's, she's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, more, in, 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 a, in, in just this terrifying way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if it comes out that like she's a member of a cult or something like that, I'm just gonna be like, I told you fucking so. Told you so. Yeah. Her saying that she all for, rep- that she'll say, she, uh, I swear to God, some people will just say, they just, care about one thing she came out and said oh she's for reparations and just like it was like some ridiculous oh, i'm for like 80 100 800 trillion dollars in reparations like oh, hey first of all how are you gonna pay for that shit but whatever yeah i'm not taking you seriously who the fuck are you right other people go i'm gonna listen to her what she's had to say i'm like no no that's not enough that's not no 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 i think she's kind of crazy turns out she's fucking crazy so oh yeah no she's the democratic michelle bachman mm-hmm. yeah no not doing that not doing that right now no but anyway, we'll get into the um, Democrats and debates and all the other bullshit. It's not fun. Um, uh, we got some other stuff, though, that we're going to talk about. We're going to jump right into this first. Um, I just missed Pride Month with you, so we can't do that. But Yeah, we can. Well, we can I, feel like, I feel like Pride, well, that's what I want to talk about. I feel like Pride Month is like, it should be like Black History Month, where it's like 12, 12, 12 months out of a year. I feel like it. Anytime. I'm, I'm a big fan of 
big fan. I'm a firm believer of, uh, yeah, Pride Month is when you like yell and celebrate, but like you can also do that the rest of the year. At my job, I ended up printing out like I printed out all the pride flags I could find. Mm, nice. And I and I covered them throughout. The, uh, I covered the entire wall with them, and I said, "Okay, everybody, these are our Pride Month decorations." And then I refused to take them down. Sweet. <laughs> no, it was great. Well, so here's the reason why I said that we can't really. I'm, I kind of feel kind of icky about saying that Pride Month is going into July because it cuts into somebody else's month and. We all know it's straight pride month. So, and I feel like the straight pride people need to have their own month because it's not like we celebrate uh, straight pride like 365 in a year, right? We don't do that. So, um, and um, I think it's very, very important to talk about the, the pain and suffering that some straight people have suffered. Um, like, for instance, the organizers of the straight pride event, uh, they had to call the bomb squad because somebody bombed their uh, event with glitter. Um, and I feel, um, I feel this is terrible. This is like some kind of terrorist organization that did this kind of stuff. Um, the organizers of so-called Straight Pride Parade in Boston have claimed to be victims of terrorism after receiving envelopes full of glitter. Three members of the Super Happy Fun America called the authorities over envelopes filled with granular substance. The letters prompted a response from the FBI, three fire departments, and the bomb squad. The FBI is investigating, oh. but says there's no threat to public safety. It's glitter. There's actually a service where you can just <laughs> anonymous, anonymously mail people glitter. Oh, you wait, you can. Yes. <laughs> that's that's, so that's probably what they use. <laughs> that's not something that I need to know about. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm bacon. I'm helping. <laughs> To my future victims, you are not helping. <laughs> I am just sharing information to your wide audience that, yes, there is a company where you can have envelopes filled with glitter anonymous, anonymously sent. That is awesome. <laughs> and I think they do call them glitter bombs. <laughs> this is great. Super happy, oh, but this is but this is but we got to be serious. This is a terror, act of terrorism right here, so we have to take this very very seriously. So back to back to glitterism. Super, super super yeah, you know what it is glitterism, and I feel like that should be a crime. And um, to uh, make the straight white men feel this uh, um, uh, disrespected is just it's such a crime. Um, super happy, fun America president John Hugo told NBC that what happened was an act of domestic terrorism. Samson Recipia, uh, another member, said that he was immediately alarmed after shaking the letter and hearing a rattling noise inside. He then said he told other members of the group and discovered that John Hugo and Mark uh, Shady, the vice president, had received similar letters. Bomb disposal experts had been sent to Massachusetts town of Woburn, uh, Salisbury, and Malden. According to Lieutenant Robert Roy of the Salisbury Police Department, the substance of the envelope was glitter. Uh, but John Hugo says that he wants to see the person prosecuted, even if it's just baby powder. So-called glitter bombing, uh, covering someone in glitter, has historically been used as a means of protesting against those who oppose LGBT rights. Um, not going to read the rest of this. Anyway, uh, super, fun, super happy fun America. Uh, what a shame to have them glitter bomb like that, because it's not like there are a bunch of bigots who should have been glitter bombed. So uh, I feel really, really bad right there. That's just so terrible. 
I mean, the, the best part about glitter, especially as if it's a super fine glitter, is that you you can't get rid of it. <laughs> it's never going away. It's never going away. Yeah. You're going to be finding glitter for the next several years. You just have to move, and then you'll still find glitter randomly on your clothes. Yeah, can you imagine how hard it is for these manly men? Of the straight pride parade to now know that forever from now on they could they, they no matter where they're at at some point they could find some glitter on their persons it's just so sad i feel so bad for um i actually don't i, I can't believe it, it makes sense to me that they held it in boston though because boston is boston and so a straight pride parade in boston actually makes sense even though it's fucking terrible but boston's one of those places that you just you don't go to boston like, I feel like Boston's like the place that's made for straight white men. Yo, it is. Like, what is up with Boston? I have so many questions. Yeah. Somebody please answer. Yeah, I just, like, I just, it's not, it's not meant for anybody else. Like, that is what Boston is. And again, Boston's my place I use when everybody goes, hey, you know, you know, the South is so racist. I'm like, yeah, the South is pretty racist, but you no, know, the North, we got Boston got boston like boston like i don't know boston kind of gets up there when it when it comes to race because their racism is like like northern racism and northern bigotry is just it's a it's perfect it's just it's a perfect blend of you know i would have both voted for obama a third term but also um wait 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 we don't you know you know marriage is between a man and a woman one man and one woman like it's just it's it's such it's such a great just amalgamation of just everything and it's just the bigotry there is just it's it's such a home brewed type of bigotry. It's mm, just makes me never want to ever to go to Boston ever. Ever. Yeah. Boston. Yeah, I have no it it's really funny because um I used to really like Portland before I moved to Seattle. Mm. But Portland's really the same way. <laughs> It's funny you say that. You know, I had Jackson on like two weeks ago. So, Jax. I know. Jax. I was listening to Jax going, Jax, you feel me. Jax, um, Jax at least stopped the podcast when he thought he was like, wait a minute, uh, there's a there's a there's a black couple outside my window. I gotta hold on. I I might I might have to go talk to them real quick because I I've never seen this before. I'm like, oh man, my man is he's, no, he's gone so far. <laughs> Okay, so, like, people say Seattle is super white. Okay, Seattle is pretty white, but we have, like, there, there's only, like, 10% black people here. But there's also just, like, a shit ton of all of the Asians and middle, like, people from the Middle East. And when I mean all the Asians, I mean, like, literally all of them. We have, like, Indian. We have a variety of Pacific Islander. We have a massive uh, Filipino community. Um, Just all the Asians. So there's actually like a good sea of brown and just like dark skin here. But Portland, it's just white. <laughs> and like it's just white. Like um I had Aaron visiting and he was just like I'm really uncomfortable with Portland because you have people who are like you have like uh Antifa who are three who are like in sharing the same space with the KKK. And everybody's okay with it. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's Portland. And everybody also talks about how Portland is so great and it's just so cool. And there's like all this stuff. And I'm like, Portland's really dirty. 
Mm. <laughs> there's like there's like three cool spots in Portland. Yeah, see, this is I just But I do mm. like going there. Well, I think sometimes it's places you know you can visit, right? You know, and it's weird because it's like movie Jackson, like I like places that have like scenic views and stuff like that. So I'm always watching you know, right now I'm waiting to get my house built, so I'm like I'm stay watching HGTV, right? So they're always doing things like, you know, lakefront property, uh, bargain properties and things like that. And I'm looking at these shows going like, man, that is really beautiful. And oh, those views are really, really nice. But I'm like, but I also noticed like there are no, uh, like no people of color around in that neighborhood. So, um, no, I'm just, Mm -mm. so I can never, so it's like, it's beautiful to look at, but I can never go there. Could I? Yeah, I can never, I can never live there. Could you call the police on me? Wouldn't you? Okay. Okay, okay. I, I just gotta, I gotta suck it up and deal with that. So, um, yeah. So sucks. Um, another uh little uh Pride Month thing I wanted to kind of bring up, which I and I, I definitely want to talk to you about. Cause I know the reason why we didn't do last week is you were part of some of the Pride celebrations, weren't you? Oh yeah. So Pride here is like a three day event. Yeah. So yeah. I was out for three days. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely get I wanna definitely hear uh what you have to say and, and how that was. Before that, I kinda wanna bring something up that I thought was just um very um it, it just it felt like kinda tone deaf because I, I saw it I believe I saw this commercial during June. I thought it was weird. So Chick fil A was doing this commercial, right? And they're doing these commercials like that are like part of the community. So there's this one about how this employee helped this little black boy learn how to tie a tie because the, the kid was going to his, uh, you know, going to an out, out of, um, uh, going to an away game and he needed to know how to tie a tie and he was struggling in the back seat and so uh, his mother and, and uh, he said his mother or his grandmother always come into that Chick-fil-A and so the Chick-fil-A guy was like, oh yeah, I come, you know, I know they, I know Mrs. was such and such and I come, I help them all the time so I decided to help him show how to tie a tie and it was all this cute thing, and all I could think in the back of my mind I'm going was like, ah, good thing that kid wasn't gay. You know? Just, hmm. Because Chick-fil-A, just bad timing on doing these kind of commercials when you all are uh, not supportive of the LGBT community. So... Right. We're just going to cherry-pick our marginalized communities to be supportive of. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, just like, maybe maybe want to sit this month out of doing these kind of commercials because you're not... You know, that's, and I saw that was a big thing this year. Um, and I'm not saying just this year. I know people have been bringing this up because the same thing happens with Black History Month. But the commercialization of Pride and how you have all these, these people and these, these companies that are all like, oh, yeah, they'll, throw, they'll still have a rainbow flag up. In the, in the meantime, you're like, yeah, but you guys also give like millions and millions of dollars to like, you know, anti-LGBTQ uh, Republicans or your owner is anti-LGBTQ or you're supporting, like, you know, is against gay marriage or things like that. You know, like, you guys can't just slap a pride flag on and say, we support you. That doesn't... No. That was really infuriating because, like, okay, so I was walking through Target, and I don't know if you know about Target, but Target has every... They started even before... um uh, June hit where they set out their Pride Month display, and every year not only does it get more badass, but like this year they made a massive point to make it gender inclusive. Oh, like like 
like they had unisex clothing. It it wasn't labeled as men's. And then they put the display out front and center. So like everybody could see. And so it like you can go straight to it. And so like Target has always been like one of the companies that's always just like, no gays, we want your money. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, your money green? Oh, oh, we take that. Is your money? You you spend money, please, please. Like we, and and there is something to be said about rainbow capitalism. I mean, you have to understand the fact is before that they didn't even see us as people to want our money. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't want our money at all. Like, Chick-fil-A is a great example of that. Chick-fil-A doesn't want our money. Mm -hmm. They don't want our money. Chick-fil-A is, like, managed by people who specifically, like, also stay closed on Sundays even now today because they're that religious. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't want our money. They don't care. But, like, there are other companies who are like, wait, the gays. (laughs) We do want their money. And so we want these queers. And it sounds weird to think of it as some sort of progress, but it kind of is. Because it also also lets us vote with our dollars in in sort of a way. But then, but then again, walking through Target, like I saw literally, like it literally was like, a company had slapped rainbow over their product, but they are like notoriously anti LGBT. Mm. Like you don't even like, like any cursory Google search of this company would show you how anti LGBT they are. And they literally just slap a thing on it. Mm. But then there are other companies who like all of their proceeds that they get on their pride products actually go to LGBTQIA organizations. Mm-hmm. So you have to do homework. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's annoying. Right. Well, and, and I think that's the thing, right? That's the nuanced approach to this. Cause the same thing happens with black history month, right? It's like, people were like, Oh, these companies just want your black dollars. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm with you on it. I was like, well, I, honestly, that's a good first step, <laughs> you know, because before they didn't see us as people they even want our money or they'll some of them, and some of them still don't want our money. And some of them are still like, we will still call you colored and niggers and we don't want your money at all. And then they end up closing down. Right. So I'll take the first step of they at least see me as a commodity to want to like, you know, pander to. But then it comes down to it's like, OK, cool. But you can't also just like you say um fake it like another good example is nike with all the issues that nike has right you know nike's about to put them 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 betty ross sevens out and kaepernick had to be like hey that's kind of racist maybe don't do that well and then if we're talking about nike nike now owns converse right Mm -hmm. so converse actually puts their pride collection by the way their pride collection this year was lame um their pride collection money, almost all of it goes to LGBTQIA community, like right. communities, like specific, like good charities, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, but again, Nike owns Converse. So right. it's just like, uh, right. You got to You got to You got to go through and it's, it's, it's very complicated, right? It's a very, very complicated thing. Sometimes you got to take a win where you can take a win. Right. Uh, and then there's places like Chick-fil-A where you're just like, go fuck yourself. Like, you're just like, they're the obvious ones where you're just like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not falling for this bullshit, right? So we're not going to do right. that. But yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's a funny thing to me that, you know, 
yeah, you're, you know, I totally get it when people are like, oh, this is the commercialization and this is capitalism and all that stuff is right. Not wrong at all and all that. At the same time, it can also be feel good to actually see yourself and, and, and see people at least even I say I take it to sometimes even if it's a fake celebration of it, sometimes that's still good because before it was just completely ignoring or out, outright disgust. And so, right. again, you take you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You, you know, just because somebody doesn't and you celebrate the fact that you're seeing it doesn't mean you're excusing everything they've done in their past or currently doing now. And you can't criticize them. So um, but you're right. It's, it's homework and we shouldn't have to do homework. <laughs> we shouldn't have to. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to do homework on my purchases, but I'm not going to lie. I'm already pretty used to it when uh, dealing with the the makeup industry because um and not just makeup but skincare skincare in general um so for like skincare i'm i'm really against animal testing and yes i do know that the product like the the ingredients from certain products still get animal tested on like you you just can't like it, you can't get something 100% not animal tested on. But what you can get is a finished product that had not been animal tested on. Um, and it, I don't know if you've ever looked at a skincare company tree, but there's like there's like really only a handful of parent companies that manage all of like these 300 different companies. And so you have to like go up the tree to find who the parent company is to figure out whether you can use them or not. Like I can't, I refuse to use any L'Oreal products, not even just because of uh, uh, L'Oreal as a parent company does animal testing, but they also are the company that hired that uh, trans model for inclusive. Uh, for inclusiveness and then ditched her for her uh, remarks on racism on Facebook. Oh, I remember that. Right. So I can't use any L'Oreal products. You have no idea how many products that actually is. Hmm. Like I ethically cannot use L'Oreal's products. (laughs) And um. Luckily, luckily, there's Fenty and Rihanna, <laughs> and her parent company is not under L'Oreal at all. Hmm. So I'm safe. Well, so it, but it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to bring this up before. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit on the nerd off. It's like it's like video games. It's like I and I and I've taken the stand with video games. It's like I just can't know because like. I feel like all of them are trash. The video game company. Most, most Almost, of them are trash. Yes. Yeah, all, all of them are trash. And so the only way for me to enjoy any video game is just to not to know. And so what I've done is I just, I won't celebrate it. Like I'll play the game, but I'm not going to promote it. And I'm not going to tell other people to go out there and buy that game. Cause it's just like, it's impossible. Like I really want to play Borderlands three. And I was really, really excited. And then I found out like that company is so goddamn trash. I'm like, God damn it. Right. Like what am I? Well, like, okay. I just and can't it, do this. Okay. Here's how it gets with video games, because you know I talk about video games all the time. That's Mm -hmm. literally what I do. With video games, it gets even more convoluted, because there's the studio that 
actually does the work and mm-hmm. the studio might be under a company but the company doesn't really control the studio the company is just like eh whatever give me money mm-hmm. and then and then there's the publisher and then there's distribution and then there's localization and these are all completely different things mm-hmm. so the thing is is that like um uh i will not and then there's some studios that also self-publish and so like with borderlands because borderlands 2 wasn't done by the same studio as border i mean borderlands uh whatever that one is the pre-sequel which is really good wasn't done by the same uh person who wasn't done by the same studio who did borderlands one and then yeah finding out how much of a fucking train wreck and asshole person randy pitchford is like i just can't i can't terrible like i'm just like like the first time someone came i was like okay i can just ignore that then another thing i was like oh god damn it and the third thing i was like you know what i'm just gonna I'll get this game when it's like on the bargain bin and I can play it and not worry about it and just fucking forget it. I, I'm just like, my excitement is now gone. It's like, it's so hard because it's like, why are people so trash? No, they're like, so bad. So At bad. least with video games, the nice thing is, is that there are so many different games out right now. We're like in an abundance of too oh, many yeah, games, yeah, yeah. but. At the same time, there's not too many games. So you really can pick and choose. And that's really what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. You got to do that. But I, right. But I also have enough, like, personal knowledge of which studios suck and which ones don't. I mean, I wasn't getting Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. I already knew I wasn't getting Red Dead Redemption because I knew the fucking company. Rockstar's shit. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's the thing. It's like between you, we're just funny. You and we're just funny watching my entire se- timeline celebrate one of the worst companies. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're all. Like, I just, I just assume they're all trash. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. I just, okay. All those games I want. Like, if it's a game I really wanted to play, like I like the first Red Dead Redemption, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. So it's like when it comes to this, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, God, God damn it, man. Like you guys are making it hard. You guys are making it so fucking hard. I just want to play it. This is one of those ones I'm just like. Y'all need to shut the fuck up so I can just play a video game. And now the whole thing, and we're not going to get into this because it's something we do about the nerd off and all these other shows. Um, like the whole thing with the crunch stuff and them like just being shitty to their workers and their, uh, their testers. Come on. Yeah, it's really bad. It's yeah, really bad. Yeah. And it's been really bad. I'm actually glad yeah. that, it's, that the information's coming out because it's one of those things where like if you talk to people in the gaming, it's been one of those things that like everybody knew, but refused to acknowledge how bad it is and now you have articles detailing mm-hmm. all, exactly how bad it is and now people are like oh shit i'm like yeah no we all knew we all knew it's been a running joke that oh yeah gamer like game devs work 60 hours a week ha 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 no yeah they yeah. They're, they're working 60 plus hours a week and having mental breakdowns from the stress like they don't go home yeah it's it's been it's been, it's it's one of those things that yeah it's one of those things that we've known about um and it's been it's been mentioned and um and not just video games like it's it's been you know I'm a, I started off as a software developer and so software development and 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 when you became a software developer they told you that's the thing it's like when it's crunch time you're gonna be here just like that sounds kind of weird and sounds kind of off and it seems like the some other parts of the industry have kind of moved on from that. 
But when you get into like like uh, things like video games, or I would even probably think some of the OSs and stuff like that, it's still prevalent there. And then people are not getting paid. Like I can't remember which one it was. Um, was it? It was. It wasn't. It wasn't Activision. Whatever the one was that did the last. Because there was an article that came out recently about um, uh, Black Ops. I think it was Black Ops Two, and yeah. they were talking about the the testers. And how the testers, the QA people, aren't even like part of the developing team. So like they don't even like so when there's like a party, they get like the leftovers. I'm like, yo, how are, how is this this isn't this is slave labor almost. Like what are you guys doing? No, it is. And the worst part about the testers thing is that sometimes testers aren't actually paid, they're volunteers. Yeah. So they actually what they do is that uh in order to get a foot into video games a really good way is to be a tester. If you're a tester for numerous games, it's a really good foot in the door mm-hmm. into the game industry. And so it's extremely competitive. Like it is probably it, it's disgustingly competitive. It's um it it's just completely wild. And so they'll just pick hand, like pick these people. They don't really care because they have their choice of like too many. And are just like, yeah, if you don't like it, we'll just get somebody else. And there goes your shot at your dream. Yeah, that, that's it's, it's a predatory entry almost because you're, you're preying on people's dreams and what they want to do for a living. And you think oh, that they can do oh, whatever no. they want. It's, so it's, it's absolutely like, a predatory industry because even creators of the game are being exploited for their passion at, of video games. Mm-hmm. They're actively being exploited for it. Like most people in the gaming industry aren't there for money. They're there because they really genuinely love games and they want to make games. So it's part of how like the the industry itself like takes this passion and tries to and like um just use it and crushes it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So that was a little tangent. Uh, we want to get back into talking about your prize celebrations and and the three days of of celebrating you you took part in because apparently it was a big deal. Uh, yeah. So here in Seattle, Pride is a well, it's really a month long event here. Like, there's literally something Pride related every day. Like, I'm not even kidding. Um, but we have a three day celebration. Um, and Pride is it's 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 mostly free. There's if we're ta- if we're gonna be honest about um, capitalizing pride, like I've always had issues with the sectioning off of the party into like almost unaccess unaccessible prices. Hmm. But that's a whole different story. So essentially, there's like. They block off almost all of the the like the queer bars here, and it actually becomes a whole. It's like a pride block party, but you have to pay for it. So for all three days, it's like a hundred and thirty dollars. Yikes! Yeah, and uh, you can pay for single day passes, but you have it's like thirty dollars for each pass, and that's that gets you into the gay bars. So that's the part of town that the gay bars are actually at and there's alcohol and you can like do stuff. You got to pay for the alcohol? No, not for $130. You better get me at least. Yeah, you have to pay for the alcohol. Give me at least a drink. 
Oh, that. That's well, a rip also, off. I should I should also explain that like Pride here also takes up like almost the entire downtown space. And then there's another part of the city that's called Capitol Hill and First Hill. And it, which is about, it, it takes up about like a, probably I would say the path is like six to eight miles. Hmm. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of queers. Pretty, pretty big thing. <laughs> it's really big. And so, okay, Friday was trans pride and we have the trans pride parade. I really, I specifically go to trans pride. It starts at the park and cause there's this giant park, Cal Anderson, and it specifically starts there. And, um, I don't know if you had seen through my Facebook or whatever, but the proud boys and, uh, uh, a Trump rally wanted to do a counter protest specifically on the day of trans pride because trans pride has less of a turnout. But because they were doing that, we actually had like three times as much of a turnout as we did last year. Hmm. And so there's like this large kind of like rally uh, for trans folks in the park. And if you just want to talk about how inclusive the trans community is, because the trans community is just really, I think in part because there's so few of us and like we all matter that it's it's more inclusive than the rest of the alphabet. Well, I mean, I think that goes to, I, I think that's one of the, of the things that we've seen when it comes to underrepresented minorities in general. It's like the further down, I hate to say the totem pole, but the further, the further down the line you are, um, the more inclusive you are, because like you said, the strength in numbers and you, you, you get this, you get the shit from everybody else. And so you have a better perspective on what it means to actually be truly inclusive and diverse. And it shouldn't be that way, obviously. Um, but, I mean, you see, you see it all the time. So that actually makes sense to me. It doesn't sound weird to me. That actually makes sense to me. It shouldn't be that way, but it does make sense to me. Yeah, it's... Well, like, we had... Transpride has a spoony tent is what they call it and it's literally for it's it's a tent that's just like it's a really low key tent so if 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 everything's too much or too overstimulated you can just go and hang out there hmm. and in the march they specifically have uh trans people with disabilities in front oh wow front of the march that's actually, so all, that makes sense. All, actually pretty dope. all the wheel all the wheelchairs, people um with various physical disabilities, they all go in the front. They are they are the front of the Trans Pride Parade. That's dope. It is. I I really love it. And and it's one of the events where I can go out afterwards and I can just talk to random people and I always feel comfortable and everybody is so nice. It's just even you know, even if I don't go partying, like I, I leave Trans Pride just feeling good. And then Saturday, okay, so Saturday they call it the Capitol Hill party, but really Saturday is the Dyke March, and that's the, Saturday is just Dyke Day to me. <laughs> that's just that's just what it is. So there's a there's a huge parade. It's led by um, Dykes on Bikes, 
and there's this massive like there's vendors all over Capitol Hill. I I don't actually go to the downtown part on on Saturday because I'm just like why all the cool stuff's up here. <laughs> and uh you have like there's like voguing competitions and like full I also like going over there because there's a lot of vendors like Glossier, the makeup company. They have a they have a thing there. My company that I get my um, trans inclusive uh, boxers, um, they have they they are there every year. And if you like go and show them that you're wearing their product, they're just like, yes, here's like this massive discount, or here, let's take pictures. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's Tomboy X. I really love Tomboy X. They they cater specifically to um, uh, making underwear for all genders, but catered mostly towards women and trans men. Nice. So yeah, and they even make athletic. They've uh, they've started making swimwear too. That looks really good. And okay, it's twenty five dollars a pair of underwear, but it is the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn in my entire life. Well, I think it's important because it's like you, something you don't think about, right? It's like when we think about inclusion, you don't sometimes don't, you know, especially as a cis man, I don't think about clothing and things like that. So hearing this stuff is like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's actually good to hear that they're there and have a presence and, you know, people can, can feel included, you know, and hopefully other, other big um, uh, uh, clothing outlets will kind of pick up on that and start doing the same thing. Yeah, it actually makes me really mad that Me Undies does not do trans friendly boxer briefs. What is Me Undies? Me Undies is one of those like subscription boxes for oh. underwear. You've probably seen their ads on Facebook. You know what? Uh, pro- that's probably one of the ones I probably block and ignore, but um, probably. Yeah. But like they have really comfortable underwear, but and their ads are extremely gendered. Mm. So like their ads, they always show like their ads are not inclusive whatsoever, but their underwear isn't either. So every and everybody's like, "Oh, you should try me undies," and I'm like, trying to delicately explain why their boxer briefs don't fit my body type in a way that won't cause me dysphoria. Yeah, I mean, it's and I think that's important for people to understand that because I think it's like some people see that stuff and be like, you don't think about it, especially if you're privileged to to do somebody to cater to. You don't think about that kind of stuff here it's like wouldn't even cross my Literally, mind but yeah that makes it totally makes sense right and this is kind of where i'm like okay with rainbow capitalism because if somebody had told me 25 dollar underwear would have stopped would would help my body dysphoria i would ne- i i would have lost my mind mm-hmm. well, <laughs> like i, I was yeah. like what <laughs> well i think again it goes back to why you said like why that capitalism makes sense sometimes it's like you know, it's like there is a need out there and, and, and sometimes, and, and, and it's not like, it's not like, uh, what was the company you were talking about? The one that, um, actually does make the underwear. Tombo- uh, Tombo Tombo X. X. Yeah. So it's not like Tombo X only does it on pride, right? This is a company no. that sells it and caters to your community and well, caters to everyone. It sounds like, um, and they're doing it, doing it, you know, every day of the year. And so to me, again, I, I find that to be you know, needed. It's like, yeah, we can elevate them on pride but at the same time. It's like this, they're not just doing it, you know, to try to get your dollars on, on that one month in June and basically say, fuck you the rest of the year. It's like, this is what they do. So I think that's right. very, very important. 
Also, Tomboy X's body inclusive for anybody listening. Um, and really, like, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Their their micromedials are like the most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my life. Um. So, and then Sunday. Sunday is the big Pride event. Sunday is, um, the march, and the march is so huge it goes all day. Oh, jeez. See, this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is why I laugh when they were like, Boston was like, they're going to do a straight pride parade. I was like, you do understand that pride is huge, right? These people, like, we, we, these organizers have gotten shit together, and they're doing not just one day. You guys have three days. And it sounds very, very, like, involved and organized, and you're, like, a straight could never. <laughs> Bam, bam. Last year, some queers of color um, protested our pride parade and they like stopped. They stopped the pride parade. They like jumped in and got in the middle of the pride parade and sat down on the ground. And um, they were calling for um, uh, moments of silence for uh, uh, trans black women who had been killed. And Yo, yo, my timeline, my timeline later, like people were mad. Mm. Well, I can. Yeah. I, you know what? Not shocked by that. Cause I believe the same thing happened this year at Stonewall. I believe it did. Like, didn't they yeah, the cops yeah. on a, yeah, on this a... has been, this has been going on for a little bit. And I'm like, you, you can't have cops at pride. And also you can't have cops as like a like and not even just cops at pride they're in the pride parade they have they show Mm-mm. the cops dr- like on their motorcycles Mm-mm. with like decked in rainbow flags like going through pride no that's and i'm like negative. you can't do that negative yeah that's i but that, i think that also comes down to when you start having to deal with um just the different groups inside of that are represented by pride, but also ethnicity, right? We've always seen this. It's like there is, you see uh, members of the uh, black LGBTQA community um, sometimes feel forgotten by, you know, and, and the, the hierarchy there with like, you know, gay white men, you know, basically acting like, you know, straight white men sometimes when it comes to other groups inside the community that they're supposed to be inclusive with, right? So um, it's, it's not, it's not perfect, right? And we totally under, I totally see that uh, these things are, I don't, and again, maybe I'll, I'll ask you this. Do you think it's getting any better? Are you seeing more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this I'm sorry. Don't, don't get me started on how racist and misogynistic the white gays are. I mean, it's one of the things I've heard, I've heard a lot about. And, um, like, I think it gets and, overlooked because, you know, people just clump everybody. Oh, well, you guys are all in that community. And, and so you're in the same community. So you're all, you know, discriminated against the same. And we know that's not true <laughs> at all. Right. And I'm not even, I'm not even going to front. Like, a lot of straight white lesbians are TERFs. Oh, yeah. I've seen not straight. A lot, a lot of white lesbians, clearly they're not straight. Uh, a lot <laughs> of white say, lesbians like, wait, are just. Straight out turfs. I've been seeing a lot of and, that lately. Can you explain to oh, people what turfs are? I know I uh, a lot ter- of people see that a lot, but don't understand what. Okay, the term so is. turf is an acronym. It's for trans exclusionary radical feminists, and so 
this is where it gets weird. So radical feminism is not inherently trans-exclusionary. It specifically is not. Like, radical feminism is not that. However, there is a sub there's a subsect of third of uh third wave feminism that is like they genuinely believe that trans women aren't women. They are extremely harmful. They're like like turfs are just as bad as um the MRA edgelords that we talk about. And we're talking about level of harassment and trolling. They are just as bad, if not worse. Because I'm not in the community, I don't always see... I, I usually catch the tail end of it, right? I catch the tail end when somebody's like gone so far and I'm, I'm trying to go back up and read everything that's going on. And just from, again, outside looking in, I'm almost like... It's almost shocking how they don't see or they don't understand how terrible they sound and that no, they, the they others... genuinely think our existence is an attack on them. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's fucking crazy. It's, it's like, how can you be cause and then, and then you'll see their timeline when they're so anti-trans, but then like, if they're talking about something that's not involving trans rights, it's like, they seem like a normal, almost normal feminist. And you're just like, how can you, how can you be so right on this one thing, but then be so wrong on something else and be, be so not even just wrong, but like harmful and dangerous. Like they're right. Like they're, they're dangerous, you know? Right. People really minimize how bad turfs are. They are really bad. I've been like, I've been on the internet since I was 10. I've dealt with harassment from dude bros, et cetera. But I, I have not seen the level of harassment from anyone else that I have as with turfs. So like, I don't, I don't know if you saw the whole Lacey green thing. Mm -mm. Uh, Lacey green's a turf now. Um, I don't even know if that's a now or anything, but Lisa Green did a complete 180. She's super turf. She was, I don't know if she is or isn't anymore, but she was dating essentially an MRA. And literally MRA side of Reddit was hoping, praying that she'd turn into a rad femme. Hmm. Like, like MRAs love turfs. Because they go after people they hate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving her now. It, it's like, it's like, it's like they're, it's like they think of a turfs as a weapon they can shoot at people. Mm hmm. It's disgusting and it's scary and it sucks being on the end of it. I can't remember. It was, it, it was really funny because one of the last times I had been on here, you were telling me about blockchain and I had to use it literally the next day I because I had, this, yeah. I had, so I had made a post and about trans rights and I got retweeted a lot and I, I, I call it baby viral. So I went baby viral, but I got retweeted by a white supremacist. Uh, I got retweeted by a white supremacist and then I got retweeted by a woman who's a who writes articles, but she's a turf, like she's a mm. known turf. And so I had to run blockchain on her, and I'm still unblocking people from that 
because it's so easy to get it it doesn't it 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 gets it's so it's so easy to not understand like you can follow somebody you think is is inclusive because they're um supportive of you know they're supportive of black and brown people they're supportive of women but then when you start getting in they're supportive of uh, gays and gays rights, but as soon as you get into trans rights, all of a sudden you're they they immediately do it. Oh no, fuck that shit! And you're like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa! It's, what it's the? a complete 180, and they genuinely see trans women as men trying to get in to trying to encroach on their space. Mm-hmm. They are so adamant, and they say horrible things. They say like, like there's stuff that's wrong with us, like. Um, we're mentally disturbed. We need to go to jail. We need to go to mental institutions. Um, we're not natural. And that's just like, and they don't even acknowledge the existence of of trans non-binary people. They treat a lot of trans non-binary people as specifically binary. And for trans men, they like, take this really condescending pitying tone like like they're just women who self-hate they genuinely think trans men are women who self-hate yeah it's i'm I'm reading about this lacy green thing and it's like she as soon as i saw like i'm reading the mary sue article on her and it's from like 2017 um but she started hanging out with the alt-right which is mm, that's all it goes down from there right it just like, well, she's dating an alt-right guy. Oh, wow. Wow. Like, how do you go from... Well, I know how you go. It's, it's this clout-chasing thing. I don't know what her YouTube presence was before, but I have a feeling that her YouTube presence probably expanded after that, didn't it? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest, because she was always really big on reproductive rights, and um, hmm. not even just that, but just, like, uh, sex ed. Hmm. Is really what she was doing is basically like YouTube sex ed. Um, and it was so weird because she even had like this full on episode explaining about gender and non-binary. And it was really weird because that was something that really helped me when I was just when I had just found out what the term is, because I didn't find out what not I didn't first off, I didn't even know that about trans people up until like probably like seven, eight years ago. And I didn't even see the word non-binary up until like five years ago. So I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a new queer. Um, but one of her videos really helped me like at that time. And then seeing her like, go full turf i was i was really bewildered but it looks like there's like kind of a history a history there with with her if you like follow close enough and i just didn't follow close enough well it's like at least day and age you got to do again goes like do your homework right you got to do your homework on all these people to find out where they are and i mean again some people have evolved and changed and matured i like to think that i i have myself um but then there's always that thing of you know when you feel attacked, what are you going to do next? Are you going to go back to that old person? Because you never really changed. You just did it because you, 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 want, you, you saw the trend and you went, went along with the trend. But you don't really believe that shit. Or, you know, 
you know, what's really going on here? Like, I'm, I'm trying to read up on some of the stuff now that you bring it up, because I've never, I never heard of Lacey Green before, right? So I'm just reading all of the stuff, and it's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> it was not good. And um, I had to be really careful. So, and here's the thing, too, that people don't realize. Um, and I'm sure you've seen me make comment of this. Whenever, whenever somebody who is well-known makes a transphobic comment or says transphobic things, it spirals. I have to get off the internet for a week because for the entire week, it's just horrible. You can't say, like, you. I, if you say anything, you will be harassed. I find, like, and I don't, it's one of the things that also makes me feel not even safe within the Black community because I have found people who I thought I was close with I found out how trans antagonistic and transphobic they are. And it was like people who I've been like interacting with for years. And it happens as soon as somebody like big, like when Chipamanda said her thing, mm -hmm. it was awful. It was really, it was just absolutely horrid for like two weeks well, it's that, like this stuff yeah. just creates waves well it's also the thing of if, if it's somebody that people think look at as they like and that's good like it's one thing when you get somebody like um uh little duvall and, and charlemagne being being assholes on the breakfast club right people can easily dismiss that i mean there's still gonna be some people that are harassing and support them Oh, you no, it's write, just as bad when they right, do it, right, but right, yeah. Right, right, But you can write this all. It's something different when it's something like, if it was, oh, man, who's a good example? Let's say, let's say, like, tomorrow, um, Keanu, Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves would say uh, something uh, transphobic. The amount of people that would do a 180 from their previous inclusion and supporting of trans would be like, maybe he didn't mean it, or... Or maybe he's not entirely wrong, or who would all of a sudden change because somebody they like said that shit all of a sudden, and they would go into defensive mode. It would, yeah, I've noticed that just in general on some of these things. Like people take a stance based on if they like a person or not. And yo, when, it's when Stacy Patton. Oh my God, Stacy Patton's a regular nightmare. Yeah, so Stacey Patton on her personal Facebook had um she'll she'll sometimes share articles without context mm. and without moderating the comments. And she shared one from a known like this woman is a turf. Like she's just a fucking turf. And people took Stacey Patton, Turfs took Stacey Patton as sharing that article as an endorsement and it was bad and Stacey Patton refused to do anything about it and also got really defensive Yes, and got, de and got extremely defensive when people are like, you can't do this and she's like I always put up this stuff for discussion anyway and it doesn't matter and if you think that I don't 
help out this community or if you think I'm not supportive of this community, then you're wrong. And I'm like, you're not being supportive of this community right now. Yeah, I, I, I find it so lazy if anybody shares something like that um, without contextualizing it first. So like, if somebody shares something that's clearly wrong and then goes, thoughts, I immediately go, you're an asshole. Like, you, right. you, like if you don't, if first of all, like I'm trying to get better myself at not sharing the actual links to something. Uh, so I'll do it if I, if it's possible, I'll do a screenshot or things like that. Sometimes when I work, I can't do the screenshot. I'll share the screenshot that way it doesn't get the clicks, and then clearly put my thoughts and what I actually think of it first, and then you share. You don't, or or if you share it and and then you and then you 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 some somehow you need to link your thoughts on that. You can't just share something that's problematic and dangerous and share it to the world and not immediately give your opinion on this is dangerous, this is wrong. And, and do it that way so that people know up front that it's wrong. And then if somebody takes it from, from there and still tries to go and Charles still try to uh, share it as if you are sharing something that supports their dangerous idea, you have to immediately come and shut it down. You cannot let that shit sit there and fester because if you do, it tells me that you actually do in some kind of way support the premise or the othering that's, that's happening in that article. It's just what it is. That's at this point, we're too far along into Twitter and social media that people that still do that are one of my biggest fucking pet peeves. I well, hate that shit. And the, the worst part is, is because we're in so many, I'm in so many black centered groups. When I met it, it made waves into those groups. I had nowhere to go. Yeah. See, no, you can't, you can't do that. You have to come out there and take a stand for this stuff and say, this is wrong. This is it. You can't just do that thoughts. You know, no, sharing, no, absolutely sharing not. This, yeah, sharing yeah. this to have a discussion. No, you're not. This is not something. You, first of all, you, we don't have discussions on human rights, right? Yeah, that's the first thing. We shouldn't have discussions on human rights. That's, that's not up for discussion. Not up for debate. So you don't need thoughts on that. You need to just go ahead and like. I hate. I hate that lazy shit. Journalists do it all the time too. Where they're like, "Well, I'm a journalist, so I have to be above." No, you no, 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 no. That's fucking. That's bullshit. Journalists are human too. You guys have opinions. You know when something's wrong. If you share something that's wrong, you tell you share it and say it's wrong. That's just basic. Right. You, just because you're a journalist doesn't mean you're not supposed to have ethics. There's actually supposed to be ethics. Huh. Go figure. Go figure. Actual ethics, not Gamergate ethics. Uh, <laughs> those assholes. Um, God, I fucking hate them. Right. <laughs> um, you know, actually, this, this is actually a good segue into something that I was talking about. Um, uh, the story I found. Because the same thing about um, uh, trying to uh, uh, take this high ground and not have your own opinion on something. Uh, let me see if I can find it because I just... Ah, oh, here we go. So, um, this uh, Florida principal is in trouble right now because um, he has to apologize for telling parents not everyone believes in the Holocaust. Not everyone believes the Holocaust happened. So, uh, Florida high school principal, William uh, uh, Latson, he's black, by the way, I hate to say it, but he's black, reportedly told the mother of a student not everyone believes the Holocaust happened regarding the history curriculum. According to 2018 uh, emails obtained by the, the, the Palm Beach Post, uh, Latson of Spanish River High School in Boca Raton, uh, Florida, said the Holocaust education is to be introduced, but not forced upon individuals, as we all have the same rights, um, as we all have the same right as we all have the same right, but not all the same beliefs. Uh, Lesson was uh, answering the mother's question as how the portion of, of World War II history 
Let's prioritize. The school holds annual Holocaust assemblies and focus, focus one day lessons for 10th graders. We advertise it to 10th grade, grade parents as there are some who won't want their children to participate and we have to allow them the ability to decline. The mother who did not want the newspaper to publish her name reportedly told Lutzen the Holocaust is a factual historical event, not a right or a belief. However, the principal insisted not everyone, not everyone believes the Holocaust happened and you have your thoughts, but we are a public school and not all your, our parents have the same beliefs. So they might react differently. My thoughts or beliefs have nothing to do with this because I'm a public servant. I have the role to be politically neutral, but we support all the groups in the school. He added, I can't say that the, I, I can't say the Holocaust is factual. Historical event uh, is a factual historical event because I am not in the position to do so as a school district employee. Uh, Lotson, Lotson said his philosophy remains the same for slavery. Ah! This is where that bullshit that we were just talking about with, with journalists comes into play too. This removing, it's so funny, he should have been on the, the nerd off yesterday because we didn't have Aaron and so we did a lot of video game stuff so you really should have been on there because it's something that came out there where some of these video game companies are, are trying to take politics out of video, uh, sci-fi video games. Um, you yeah, can't do I that. Forgot, I forgot to tell Rod that um, I had this Friday off for Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, you would have loved you would have you would have loved to been on there because it was a lot of video game stuff. Um, but this is this is bullshit. Like the Holocaust and slavery, there are historically factual events. They happened. You not believing in them is like not believing in the sun or not believing that water is wet. That you like. The minute that schools get into this, we, we have to be neutral and, and share everyone's and be, um, be understanding of everyone's beliefs when we're dealing with things that are factual. That is not true. Or should at least use common sense, right? Common sense tells you that the Holocaust is a, is a factual event. And so, like, the only reason why uh, parents... And students shouldn't go to a Holocaust assembly is if it's like it's too traumatic for them. Like I could understand that, but saying we as a family don't believe the Holocaust happened, and so my child will not be participating in going to and attending the Holocaust assembly. Absolutely not. What are we doing? Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's really what, what it is. Like, um. So my mother's side, I, have I told you this? Um, my mother's side is German, entirely German. Um, my mom is a first generation uh, U.S. citizen. And her parents immigrated here after the war um, because they were, well, one was in a labor factory. My grandmother was in a labor factory and my grandfather had been in a camp. My grandparents met at the labor factory, by the way, which is when they started their relationship. And then he ended up in the camp. And then a chunk of the rest of my mom's family was executed by Nazis. So I'm just like, I'm like, you're telling people that their family was not executed by Nazis because it wasn't real. This is the thing that I think that the I just, people in the internet, whew. in this internet age, we haven't understood. Like, I brought this up last week. Like, I totally believe we should revamp freedom of speech because obviously freedom of speech is only used um, 
it, freedom of speech in this country is used to quiet the voices of the marginalized and protect the voices of those in power, right? That is how freedom of speech is used in this country, right? You know, if you say freedom of speech, uh, Black Lives Matters, you can still be arrested. But if you say freedom of speech, you know, by wearing a Nazi flag, you're okay. Like, that's how this country has treated its freedom of speech, and it's completely ridiculous. We should be using common sense here, right? The, the, the internet has allowed, the internet has allowed, people have allowed the internet and, pe- and random people on the internet to literally become big influencers without having to know a goddamn thing. And then we use that knowledge that they share and, and that, that, the, the stuff they believe in as holding the same weight as somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. So you have, again, like your family, you have people who have lived and experienced what the Holocaust was. You have people who are descendants of slaves. You have people who, to this day, like George Takai, who remembers growing up and, li- and being in a concentration camp in America when, you know, they interned Japanese Americans during World War II. Like you have people that, are, that, 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 that have experienced that some, in some way, whether it's directly or indirectly through their family ties, that should hold more weight than some random asshole going, I don't believe that stuff happened because I watched a YouTube video from Neo-Nazi 19 on YouTube. What are we doing? Yeah, I've literally got some severe intergenerational trauma happening on both sides of my family. That is super real. And it's just like... And it's one of those things too. And I, I, I try to, I try to talk about this a lot because when we think of like victims of these horrific events that happen in history, whether it it was the Holocaust, uh, shootings, uh, all of it, we don't think about the people, and we don't think about the people what the people go through afterwards. People don't. People are like, yes, the concentration camps were horrible. And I'm like, yeah, well, people survived that. And they didn't just go and live normal, happy lives. We didn't have medication. We didn't have therapy. There wasn't, you have people walking around with extreme PTSD and completely warped ways of thinking because they had to change their minds in order to literally survive some of the most horrific things that happened to them. Like it doesn't just go away and that stuff, like those things affect other people. It affects family members. It affects the relationships at jobs. Like my grandfather had my mom. I I wasn't close with my grandfather, but my mom can tell me like uh, how my grandfather would have full horrible PTSD episodes that were really terrifying. Like, this is all real. It all happened. And it doesn't even just go away in one generation. Well, I mean, if, if, if it goes back to the whole thing with, you know, I talked about this last week, oh, no, that's two weeks ago, with the whole, uh, you know, reparations thing. And, and people were being like, oh, well, slavery was a long time ago. We, we made amends for them. Like, the fuck you haven't no and we never made amends actually we did everything we could to (laughs) not make amends right it's like 
you you ended slavery and then you had you know you did everything in your power to still make sure that black people weren't weren't treated as equal citizens. To this day, you're still seeing the effects of that. So when you sit there and go, well, we did everything we you know we ended slavery, we did everything we possibly could, everything's equal now. It's like no, it never was. It's like you had no. you you and 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 that and that's just going with that's just going with the factual events of what happened with you know in slavery, ending slavery, and then Jim Crow laws. Um, you know, discrimination, segregation, all the other stuff, right? And it goes into what you were saying then. There are people that lived through that, right? So now you have people and families that have had to live through the fact that, okay, uh, their great, 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 great grandparents were slaves. Then they got freed, but because they had nowhere else to go, they still worked on that same plantation that they were slaves on for little to no money. Then they became, uh, then they had Jim Crow laws, so they could never really own property or do anything like that like it, it carried on they you know you kept the poor you kept the you kept people down in that level um we we're talking about uh pride in the lgbtqa community earlier in this podcast same thing there it's like people don't people don't uh, people don't take into the effect of what it would mean to live like every time i see um an article about um like uh, a, a gay couple or a couple who, who are like in their 80s and they finally found each other again and married after having their own separate lives as straight beforehand. It's actually kind of sad to me because I'm like, these people live like 60 to 70 years in the closet, not being who they were, not being able to be with who they want to be. And it was only until like now in the later half of their years that they're able to finally be themselves. It's like people see that right. as, people see that people see those stories as being like triumphant and and, and, and and romantic. I see them as being almost tragic. It's like they had to live their no. entire lives in shame and and as a lie. Right. That's it's not, not a feel good story. Yeah, it's not. It's not a feel good story at all. You know, and I don't think people understand that when they see that. You know, and there's a lot of that going on. The same thing happens when we see these stories about you know, there's like. Oh yeah, you know this family couldn't afford a wheelchair for the little Jimmy, so they went to Home Depot, and the Home Depot people put a chair, uh, put a walker together for them. Isn't that a feel-good story? I'm like, no, it's not. Like the family couldn't feel their insurance wouldn't pay for a walker so their son could walk, and you're making it seem like it's a good feel-good story because some uh, Home Depot employees with a heart put together some PVC pipes to make a walker for this kid. That's not a good story. That's a horrific story. What are we doing here? What right. Are we doing? Like, I, that is that is a miracle happening in really, really sad, scary times. It's not a feel good. It's like when it's like when Scrooge feels like it's like the end when Scrooge turns into a hero at the end. I'm like, no, he's still a bad guy. Scrooge is still like Scrooge is still a terrible person. Just because he had a nightmare with three the the ghosts of uh, the ghost of the past, ghost of Christmas future, and, and ghost of Christmas present, and changes act together for that one night doesn't over doesn't overturn all the horrible things he has been doing his entire fucking life. People, this is not a good story. This is a terrible, horrific story. It is right, <sighs> right. He wouldn't pay people. He was starving his employees to death. Well, look here, little Timmy. I'll finally get you. I'll finally get you that that um that uh. Your father will finally be able to take that, that day off, so you can you can get that surgery you need. It's like, yeah, but maybe he wouldn't have even needed the surgery if you let his father take off before anyway. 
And like paid the money? Yeah, you know, actually paid them a living wage. Right, like oh, I can't, I I can't. Um, and you know, people are also. I really hate this because I hear, I see it now where folks are just like, "Oh, but it's so much better for LGBTQI people right now." And I'm like, "No, it's not. It, it's it's actually really scary right now. It's extremely scary. Uh, specifically because like, I I'm I'm stuck I'm stuck in Seattle with like." all sorts of medical stuff and people are like, well, you should leave the state. And I'm looking at other states. I'm like, what state could I actually live in right now Hmm. and still be out as a person and not have issues. And I have, and I have issues in Seattle too. Anyway. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, there's like literally like 10 states maybe that won't fire you if you're trans maybe Mm. and half of those states are really not awesome for black people right right so i'm just like "Mm, i'm stuck on the west coast (laughs) i mean it's 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 one of the things that when you see those people talking about moving when you're in a marginalized community people don't understand like that's the show that's the show I want to pitch to HGTV, right? The show where we help marginalized people move into different communities that are safe for them. That's what Yo! I want to see. That's a show, that's a show that, they, that could be helpful because, like, I'm not going to lie. The reason why I don't move from Maryland, and, and, and like, even now, the place I'm moving to Maryland, I'm moving into a, a predominantly, uh, it's PG County. PG County is one of the most, you know, affluent and, 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 black communities bases like in America. Right. So, and even then I'm like, I'm, I have the privilege of being a cishet man. So I, there's also another aspect of, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about, are they, how trans inclusive are they? How inclusive of the gays are they? I, I don't have to worry about that. I mean, something that I'm, I, I'm hoping that my community is that because I am, but like, it's not something that I have to worry about. Like, walking out you know to my mailbox am i gonna get like beat up because i'm gay right but that's something that some people have to that's a that's a legit concern for some people and none of these shows really focus on that or talk about that and so you're seeing this and i'm like yeah like even even like the international ones it's like yeah we're moving to the international like we're moving to the philippines i'm like mm, i know how they are about gay people though so that you're already limited into what kind of Ooh, person. the Philippines? No. Yeah, you're you're already limited by like, what, like, and it never comes up in any of these shows. I'm like, that's a show. That's a show for me. Like, I, I love Chip and Joanne Gaines on on Fixer Upper, but I'm like, Waco, Texas. Mm, I'm not sure how I feel about Texas in general when it comes to being inclusive. Uh, but Waco, Texas, mm, not sure about that one. Not sure about that Ab- one. A- absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, not sure about that. No. Not sure if I can, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Being a black person, being a straight black person. All right. So I'm already a little iffy on that right there. So it's like none of that ever comes up in these shows. So I'm like, I want to, I think maybe I want to do a show like that. Like have that, somebody pitch that show, like be, be how to be inclusive, you know, and also build a show, a build a build a house or, 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 or fix up a house in a community. So you're not, so it doesn't feel like you're, when they're doing these, uh, they doing these fixer uppers, they're not gen- gentrifying the community. 
because good god like windy city rehab is nothing but gentrification like that show which is gentrification central i fucking hate it but, oh Oh yeah, no, it's totally gentrification central. Like, there's nothing. It's nothing but gentrification. It's basically house flipping. Right, right. I mean, at least with like, uh, Fixer Upper, like it's Waco, so it's like mm, you're actually kind of improving the place because it's Waco, Texas. But like, there be I like, know, like Waco is <laughs> you're right. It's like Waco. Waco's known for one thing, guys. So, I, I and that I, one I, thing is not good. Not good. <laughs> so you know what? I appreciate what Chip and Joanna are doing. Um, but um. But like Windy City Rehab is like, yeah, we're gonna flip this out and we're gonna make it into a million dollar neighborhood. I'm like, oh, so you're basically making it so black people can't can't can live in Chicago and live there. Okay, I see what, see what you're doing here. So, but yeah, just continuing right. with what you were saying and, and us talking here, just like something that people don't think about. Like moving is a big thing. It's where I'm gonna move at. Gonna be somewhere where I can, because again, when you move somewhere, you're moving to your home. You want to be somewhere where you can feel like you where you can you can be you what's the point of moving somewhere and and you can't be yourself like then you're like that now you're now it's no longer a home it's a prison you know so right yeah crazy thing so somebody needs to do a show like that and if it needs i need to start writing this pitch up then i will do that but um yeah I, i think that would be be helpful because you don't know like you don't know I'm not, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie, when I was visiting Charlotte to see Rod's show, Rod and Karen's show, um I kept like like people kept directing me to the men's restroom and I was I was kind of flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of flattered. I'm like, I'm 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 not a man, but I see where you're making assumptions and I'm kind of flattered by it. <laughs> I don't know this is even before I was wearing a chest binder or anything. So I'm just like, this is this is pretty cute. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of good about Charlotte right now. Not the rest of the state, but Charlotte itself. I'm feeling right, pretty right. good. It's about. like you know, but I mean, but but that's what it is, right? You want to feel someone that you feel you feel included, and you can be part of the community. It's like it's it's tough when you don't, and if you don't like. You don't want to live there. It's like I felt kind of bad when we were talking to Jax. Like I understand when he was like, "Yo, black people here in Portland. I gotta, I gotta go talk to them later." It's like, "Yo, I feel you on that. You gotta make it your own. You gotta make it your home." So, um, but yeah, it just hit me. Like I watch a lot of these shows, and they never bring up like they never bring up racism. They never bring up like, and I and I get it. AJTV is probably not meant for people who are made for you know people not like people like us who are looking for somewhere to to live. But like that would be a show someone would love. You know, to find out about because normally when you see these these articles about best places to live, they don't cover things like that. No, they don't. No, they do not. And so, and it's important. It's a huge thing. It's like, do I really want to live here? Can I really feel like I'm? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I got to think about this now because now I'm I'm, now I'm interested. Now I'm now I'm I want I want more now. I just I need somebody to greenlight this because this is awesome. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome idea. See, I'm I'm actually pretty good at this. Oh, look at this. Um, <laughs> I, I have this I have this new other story. I, I have I have it labeled energy because <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's the kind of energy I want to I want to see for the rest of 2019. Uh, black family flyers contractor who showed up to the job with a Confederate flag on the truck. I cannot pay. A black family fired a independent contractor they hired for a job after he drove onto their home. With a giant Confederate flag affixed to his truck. 
Allison and Bye. Zeke Brown. Yeah, Allison and Zeke Brown of Atlanta, Georgia, hired the man whose name is Michael to replace the brakes on their golf cart. When he arrived into their home on Saturday, an enormous roll of flag was attached to his truck. Hi, you know what? I do apologize. I know you've come for a very long way, but we've been going to use somebody else. Allison Forty, a radiation therapist, tells Michael as the as captured on the video in her Ring app. She's upset with the flag, explains Zeke, uh, 48. No, I'm beyond upset with the flag. Michael offers to remove the flag, but Allison says, no, you don't need to take it down. You can, you can continue to believe what you need to believe, sir, but no, I cannot pay you for your services. Thank you. Have a good day. Now, here's the thing that stood out to me about reading this. Um, it sounds like Allison is the one that, that, that understood the, the, the part of this, but Zeke was going to let this happen. Because when Zeke says she's upset with the flag, I'm like, Zeke, you're not upset by the flag? You you not upset right. by the flag? You, you you about to let this man work on your work on your shit with the Confederate flag? You you not upset? Because it should be like sh- it should be we're upset with the flag, not she's upset with the flag. So that just caught me off guard a little bit there reading that. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It seems like um yeah. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just for the sake of not being angry at this unknown man. Just gonna say he was just too angry to be literate. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go uh, we'll go with that, but I'm gonna say um, probably not. But uh, I'm I'm just I'm just going to say he was probably also. I just I just don't want to be mad at this unknown man. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And this flag is huge. This dude really does have a Confederate flag on the back, like flying on the back of his fucking truck. Yeah, you can't you can't be here for that. You can't. And why would you? Why would you? First of all, this is how dumb this is how dumb races are. Why would you even attempt to fuck up your money like that? Then again, I, I wonder also want to know how many houses has he done work for that's flown this flag and nobody said anything. Right. I've got I've got that question. That's my question. Because he apparently didn't think this would even be a problem. I can remove the flag. <laughs> nah man. You you brought it up. No. You, no, fam. You you, you rolled no. up you rolled up with it. You rolled up proud, rebel, what, you know, rebel proud. You, you rolled up with it. Say proud. You're just not going to make this money today. You're right. Not. It's fine. You just not, you can go make, you can go make your money elsewhere, but not here. Yeah. Like how she said, nah, don't, no. Nah. It's like basically, she basically said with enough, fam, be proud. You just, I'm not paying you. <laughs> mm. Thank right. You, you can do day. what you want, but I don't need to pay you. Yeah. I saw some fallout from this stuff and I was just like, what fallout? What? What kind of fallout? Oh no, there there was no no no. There is just, you know, stupid Twitter stuff. Uh, um there are just some people who are just like mad that she's like, I'm not gonna vote like she's she decided not to pay when he didn't do that's no work. what y'all say all the time. Yeah, first of all, he didn't first of all, he didn't do no work. So there's that. He didn't do if it, it, it'd be something different if she let him do the work. And then try to tell him she wasn't going to pay because he had the flag. Then I would be like, all right, now you've kind of gotten yourself into a legal issue. I still wouldn't have been mad at her. But, and I would probably put some money towards their legal issues. But I'm like, you're probably going to lose that case. But he shows up with the flag. Right. It's like, you'd be like, no. It's like, if he showed up in, a, in, a, in full KKK garb, you'd be like, nah, we black. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no, I don't, want, I don't want you here. You can go. I mean, like, if you want to be a professional, be professional. You know, if that's what you want to believe, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I, I appreciate white supremacists who come out and have and, 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 and tag their professional uh, work vehicles and, 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 
whatever vehicle they're driving or their uniform or stuff like that with their white supremacist stuff. So I know that they're white supremacists. I appreciate that up front. So we don't need to have the conversation. Um, I, I think I told the story once when I was getting, um, so I sold the last, you know, I sold my house and I, before I sold the house, I was getting some work done. And one thing that I needed to get done was, uh, there was like, uh, it was a broken, a, a broken window pane. Um, I wanted to put like one of the, uh, the doors back on the, ca- one of the cabinets back on. And I wanted the house painted. I wanted the inside, almost every room in the house painted. Um, and so I was like, I could, I had gotten a quote from like an actual paint company to do it. I was like, let me see. Cause I need some, some of the other small stuff done. Let me see if I can just pay a handyman to come out here and do it. So guy comes out, short white man comes older white man, like not too old, but like, I guess middle age. So I'm getting up an age too. So I guess weird when I start saying middle age. Um, and uh, we're talking about it. I was like, yeah, and also needs room painted. He was just, and the way he kept talking to me was like, I couldn't afford him. He was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, also, well, I know what it's going to take to kind of get his room painted. He was like, well, you don't want to use me to paint the rooms. I'm like, why? He was like, I'd be too expensive. I'm like, motherfucker, it's going to cost me like $6,000 to paint these rooms. So like, how much are you going to be charging? I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him that bit. I was just like, I'm in the back of my going like, well, how much would it be? He was like, well, you probably need at least one or two coats and I probably get at least one or two guys in here. So it'll probably be like, you know, um, like, you know, $90 an hour or something like that. And I'm thinking, about, I don't know if that was the right price. Nobody listened to this and go, that would have been too expensive. That would have been cheap. I just know it was nowhere near the price that had been quoted from an actual paint company. And so back in my mind, I'm going like, motherfucker, you're still cheaper than what I want. But he kind of like talked him. He basically tried to talk me out of hiring him for the job. In the back of my mind, all I could think was like, is it because I'm black? Is it really because you just don't want to do work for a black person? Because like, I've never seen, I've never had another contractor come in here and literally talk themselves out of doing work that I'm going to pay for it. It's like, like you talk to me like, yo, no, you need to, like, like I didn't know, like I wasn't smart to understand what the work it was going to entail, how much it was going to be. And so I basically was like, all right, cool. And just never, I didn't call him back for the other work either. I was just like, you're not going to do any work for me. I'm just like, and this goes back to the, the issue we were talking about with the, uh, where you live at. It's like just calling somebody into your house to do work can be, can, can be, a, can be an issue because you don't know who's going to show up and, and what they're, who they are and how they're going to behave when they show up to just to do some work for you. Because you, you would assume people show up and be professional, but a lot of people aren't. No, they're really not. They're just not. Yeah. So. Oh know. God, yeah. that's wild. I would, I would just, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't, I don't, and this, this, this bold. I'll just say bold. Hmm, bold. Oh, look, I just got a, um, I, I just got a, a comment on one of my videos that says, uh, I think both SAWs and anti-SAWs are annoying as fuck. So if you're like, what, what are you in between? Then you just, I don't understand what that means. Anyway, right. I have I have questions. Yeah, it's like so. Please please explain. Yeah, like, it, like I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna respond to that. I'm just gonna let it go. I've been getting better at not responding to my YouTube comments, um, at least the bad ones anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this. I didn't want to talk about this. We talked a little bit, actually. No, I don't have the article in front of me, but there's something I want to talk to you about in regards to the debates. Because you shared a very good article, and it was um, about, is it, okay, I'm going to fuck with these names. Is it Julian Castro, or is it Julian Castro? Is it Julian Castro? Julian. 
It is Julian. It's That's Julian. what I thought. I thought yeah, it was Julian. And his, his, his twin is also in Cong- Congress. I can't remember if his twin yes. a senator or a congressman, but his twin is Joaquin. Yes, yes. Uh, but I know he was at, the I think, the first debate. Uh, and he made a comment. He was a little off with terminology um, but he, uh, about reproductive rights, except for trans women. Um, so a little off. But you had posted an article where people were just basically, uh, where the article's premise is basically like, you know, you know, trans rights were brought up at the debate, but like, you know, these candidates are still kind of, they're, they're still kind of failing. Um, well, okay. So honestly, if you need to watch the debates, the first one is really the one to watch. It was very very good um i believe that's the one that had castro and warren on it yeah uh the the first debate was actually very good it was the second debate that it wasn't as much of a train wreck as i was expecting but it was still kind of there uh uh basically all the loud obnoxious white men were in the second debate yeah, yeah, you had Bernie. And yeah, yeah, Bernie wasn't it? Was it Beto in the second one or first one? It was Bernie, Beto, and Biden. Biden, the three Bs. <laughs> the three Bs. I was just like, oh god, no. So the first one was very good. Um, so in reproductive, they brought up reproductive right, and Julian Castro is the only one who brought up trans people at all, and. It wasn't even just that he brought up trans people. He, when he was using the language for people, he kept using they and persons, mm. whereas everyone else was emphasizing women. Mm. So I have two things on this. And um, the article that I shared was by Kathleen Burns, and she's fantastic. She's, a fant- she's just a really awesome, um, uh, openly trans woman. I think she writes for Rewire. Uh, the same place Imani uh, writes for. She also just writes all over. She's really fantastic. Definitely follow her on Twitter. Um, and she, uh, so she basically put Democratic candidates don't know how to cater to me and she's saying me as a trans woman. And it's true. The Democratic candidates just just don't. They just do not. And in, in the in the talk of uh, reproductive rights in general, like trans people just get left out of the conversation altogether. It's very specifically centered on cisgender women, mm-hmm. um, which is sorry, Caitlin Burns, not Kathleen. I don't know where I got the Kathleen from. Uh, yes, Catherine Burns. Um, I just said it wrong again. Too many K's. <sighs> <laughs> too many K's. Sorry. Uh, but in any case, uh, Julian Castro said, we really have to look at the trans community and trans women specifically when it comes to reproductive rights. Now, I'm pretty sure he meant trans men. Right. And he did clarify. He actually did respond to that later. He was basically saying he was so nervous being up there that he just fucked up what he was saying. and he. And I was really glad that he did elaborate on his gaffe, but he's also, but also like, she wasn't wrong. Like the candidates just, just don't. Um, in the conversations of reproductive rights, non-binary people and trans men are just not included mm-hmm. whatsoever. 
no, that we're just we're not even an afterthought. Yeah, I mean it's we don't we don't exist. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 that thing that, and we say Democrats, but let's be honest here, it's all politicians catered to groups they think will help them win. And it's the reason why you see so many candidates now talking about black women, because they finally understood that black women actually will help them win in elections. Um, and it's, it's, it, it's sad because it's like, well, you're technically supposed to be campaigning for everyone's votes. And there are so many votes out there, in, particularly in the trans community, that you could win that still fall into that, twi- uh, that, that black woman category or uh, the, the woman of color category. Um, but you don't, you don't reach out to trans men are horribly underrepresented. And like, when you need every vote possible, um, these are groups that you can, you can cater for, you can cater to, um, and, and not like, I say cater to and pander. And those are always viewed as wrong, but they should be included in the conversation, right? You need to include and, and, and get your terminology right. And I think you're, you're right. I, I actually like Julian Castro. I think um, he's a major underdog, and I think he's morally, more likely running for somebody's. Um, he's more likely running for somebody's VP. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm really, I'm really leaning towards Castro Warren, and I don't care in what order. Yeah, I mean, I think that those are that's a, that's an under underdog ticket, but those two, I think, like to me, Elizabeth Warren kind of not really came out of nowhere, but like she's, she's got the credentials and then Julian Castro's has consistently, those two, I think consistently have the policy positions that everyone else d- says they have, but don't. Right. And I, I have a feeling that those two are going to be working together in whatever capacity. I just, I just feel it. They mm-hmm. just go, especially it. I, I genuinely recommend watching that first debate. Cause you'll see it too. When they, it it was it was really good and i think i think the first debate was especially really good for castro because he not only pulled up policy but, and showed that he was listening but he also pulled out specific problems in the laws mm. which i thought was really it was really good um especially in immigration, he was pulling out these sections are the specific issues with immigration laws as we have it right now. And uh, yeah, I I, I do believe that you're right when you're saying that politicians will go for who they, you know, people who think we will will win. But honestly, on this, I think it goes a little bit deeper. I just don't think we're thought of. Oh, no, absolutely. No, they don't. Like, just in general, like, like, they do want us. I do think they want our community, but they don't, they just don't think it's just, it's not. And even in my personal life, like people who know about trans people, they just don't stop and think if it makes sense. Like it's just for some people, this is just such a new thing, even though for us, it's just not new. Well, let me as a, let me as the the the, the cishet man on on the show today. Let me say, you know what it is? It's work. It is. It requires active work to 
change what you've grown up thinking. It requires you to unlearn and, and, and think about things using gender neutral pro- pronouns. It's, it, it requires, it, it, re- it actually requires active thought. <laughs> you know, it actually requires you changing things that you, um, uh, you, you dismiss earlier as, as just being nonchalant. And it requires that. And a lot of people, if they can avoid not having to do that work, they won't do the work. I actually feel like that's where a lot of the phobia comes from. It's not a fear per se of what a person is. It's a fear of what it means that, this per- that the person who's, who doesn't want to change has to do. It's like, it's a fear of change. You don't want to have to change. You don't want to have to evolve your thinking. You don't have to stop and do something th- different. You don't want to be afraid of making a mistake and saying the wrong things and using the wrong pronoun. And you don't want to, you don't want to face any of that. So your whole belief is, I'm not going to. Um, and I think that's where a lot of it comes from. And I'm speaking that as somebody who's had to, you know, be more proactive and active in, in wanting to do that change. It requires work. And I don't think people, it's easy going, this is one show where we can actually keep going back to the beginning of how we started the show. It's easy, to, it's easy to slap a, a trans flag on. It's easy to slap a pride flag on and say, I'm an ally, right? That's, that's easy. Anybody can fucking do that shit. Shit, Chick-fil-A can do that shit, right? <laughs> chick fil A just so oh, anti God. everything they, don't, they oh. don't want to. But they could, right? They could, and everybody'd be like, but motherfucker, what are you doing? It takes work, though, to then actually change, and then if you fuck up, be like, you know what, I gotta do better next time, and not get upset. That's the real work of being an ally, right? That's giving up your space, giving up your seat. You know, that's the real work of being an ally. Saying maybe this isn't a space for me. I cede my time to somebody else. That's, I give up this opportunity so somebody else can have that. That's a real ally. That takes work. And I think, you know, especially when it comes to, like, now I'll speak as a black person. I totally understand when people go, Democrats are just catering and just pandering to, to black people. Right? They don't really believe half this shit that they're saying, blah, blah, blah. And I get it, right? A lot of times they're not wrong. You know, there is, you know, catering and pandering going on here. But just like you were saying before, like sometimes it's like I, that's at least a positive step versus them just completely ignoring us, which is what they used to do. So we're, we're getting steps in the right direction. Um, and I want that. I want to be pandered to. But at the same time, once you start pandering to me, now I can start also holding you to the feature fire and going, all right, now that you're here, let's go into the literature and let's, let's start talking about some, some details. Let's start going into how you can actually, you know, do the work that you, you say you want to do. Now that I've gotten you committed to, you know, at least wanting to, claiming you want to do that work, here's what the actual work entails. And um, we'll see. Like I said, it's a... It's going to be a work in progress. Like, I, it's why I was so upset. One of the reasons why I was so upset at, at Trump being, being elected, it's like we were making progress, slow progress, small progress. But now I feel like we're not, we took a giant step back with Trump because, God forbid, we get somebody like Biden in the office, you're going to start all over again. That's my life. Right. You're going to start all over again. Like, you're not going to get the work that you think you need to get done. It's like, this is a slow march, unfortunately, a slow march of progress. I wish it was like overnight, but it's not. And it's why I'm, I'm so checked out on, on this primary right now, because I feel like the people, Warren and Castro should definitely be higher. Um, and 
we're seeing that the claim from the last election that people wanted policy in detail isn't necessarily true. Because if it was that, Warren and Castro would be leading the Democratic, the Democratic field right now by a mile. But they're not. And so I'm, I don't know. I've, I've kind of checked out until we see who's left standing because I feel like it's not going to be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm tormenting myself by watching the whole thing. Um, but I'm also not, I do have my favorites, but I'm not emotionally invested in anyone. But I'm still paying attention because it's still, it still matters. Yeah, <laughs> if that no, makes sense. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Um, and uh, like the fact that Julian Castro was the one who specifically brought trans people to the debate floor, it wasn't any of the other candidates, it wasn't in any of the questions. The fact that he even, even though he fucked up, he still tried to bring it to the floor speaks volumes to me on several levels. And it, it didn't even show up in the second debates either. Like mm-hmm. they didn't, the moderators didn't even ask about it. And it was the same moderators. Well, no, not, not only did he fuck up, but then he, so now he's bringing it up, but he fucked up when he fucked up. Like you said, he followed up and then he corrected himself at later on. Right. So, I yeah, think, no, I think he corrected I, himself later. And I, and I think that's the important piece there. It's like, you know, fucking up, everybody's going to fuck up. But him not reacting, going like, well, he's not brought it up. Like, you know, I'm not saying he would have done that because he's, uh, he's a smarter politician than that, right? No, but, he, would, he would never do right, that. Right, right, he would never do that. I'm not saying that. But, you know, but you've seen people do that, right? He was like, you know, somebody goes out there and they're trying to be an ally, they say something wrong, and then they get defensive because... Well, I was trying to help you out. Now I'm not going to. It's like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Like, just trying to help you out a little bit more. Here, you know, he at least came back and, and corrected himself, which, again, posits us forward. And definitely why you can definitely see him as, um, like I said, at the very, I, I want him at least in somebody's, in the conversation. Like, I, I want to say people are dropping his name for, like, and, and might have changed some things if Hillary had picked him as her VP, you know? The first time, oh. so. I oh, got that would have been great. Right. But, yeah, it's, oh, God, it's just, it's both really scary right now, and it's really frustrating. And it, 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 it kind of sucks because, especially with the, like, trans people aren't a thought and that it is a lot of work. Like, I, I'm non-binary. It's a lot of work for me. I have to actively sit there as I'm walking, like just walking. And I recommend everybody do this. I, I think this is great practice because it's just in your head. You know, when you're walking around and you notice people. When you're walking around noticing people and your first thought is, oh, that woman's dress looks pretty. Cut that out. Immediately go. That person's dress looks pretty. Just do it in your head. Like, you, because you have to start de gendering people when you see them. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, like, instinctively stop de gendering people as you see them because you don't know what their gender is. You have no idea what their gender is. You have no idea what their sexuality is. And in order to really start breaking that conditioning, you have to 
go through the work of breaking that conditioning. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I believe, you know, non-binary people. I, I like I believe non-binary people are valid and then go and have a gender reveal party. You can't do that. Uh, yeah. That I mean, shows it's... me. That shows me that you don't actually understand. Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it requires work. It requires actively working. I think a lot of people want to make it seem like it's easy. Oh, it's easy. Just do, it's not easy at all. No, it's not. You have to, you have to literally break every bit of conditioning that we grew up with. And that's just what I'm calling it conditioning because it's so, it's just. Once you start deconstructing it, like you realize how pervasive it is. Well, and I think this is why I always look. This is why when like the whole Twitter culture thing has has kind of made me has turned me off a little bit because I see some some people that are always like it's easy to do, and I'm like, no, it's not. Like, if you're going to no, tell people that it's, it's easy, hard, <laughs> you are lying to them, and you're not interested in actually seeing people grow because it's not easy. It is very very hard, and you're gonna. It's like. You know, when you've been conditioned to do something from birth, like from birth, most of us are conditioned into believing in just two genders. And so that's not an easy thing that you're just going to, in, in a year, get over. It's hard to do that. The, the key here is being open to the change, though, which a lot of people aren't. And that, to me, is is where, you know, you start getting into problems when people aren't even open up to the change and the idea of, you know, non-gendered and the idea of um, uh, uh, things like, uh, like, this is a weird thing, like, um, there's an OKCubit question, I believe, that was like, um, it was something about, it was asking something about, do you believe something should be, that should offer, like, non-gendered uh a not non-gendered option or something like that and the answer is like yeah and you see so many people will say no or i don't see the i don't see the, i don't see it as necessary i don't see the need and you're just like yeah that's the problem like, yeah i'm literally struggling with dating apps right now because <laughs> dating apps are like oh are you male or female are you looking for male or female and i'm like neither of these are true right Right. Neither of these work. I can't use this app. <laughs> yeah, it, <it's, laughs> like, this isn't going to work at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle, and people don't need to understand that this is something that we all need to kind of, like you said. I think, I think what you, your suggestion there, actually, good, and it does help you because I think that's the thing. It's, it's one thing when you're, when, when you're speaking to somebody out loud, but I think doing that in your, in your head, I think actually is a really good exercise because it helps because. You need to start doing it unconsciously, right? It's a uh, if you're not doing it in your unconscious brain where you're degendering people, then there's always a risk that you haven't fully assimilated that knowledge. It needs to be second nature almost. So that seems a good good point. I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna start doing it myself. <laughs> yeah, because like we all judge people as they walk by. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like we we just do it. Like and everybody who says they don't, you're lying. I already know. <laughs> we all are like. Mm. Well, you could, mm, in a way that takes the gender out of it. Like, that outfit does not work on that person at all. Or, wow, their hair is awful. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, a, you, can, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. And, and, it doesn't, and it doesn't require you jumping out there and, 
say anything. It's just it's something you can do internally to your inside your own head. So yeah, and the more you practice it inside of your head, the easier it is when you're vocalizing in conversation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I was like, that's actually a brilliant. Look at this. Bacon, bacon is teaching us here on this podcast. <laughs> the more you know. I I do that all the time, and I don't even realize I do it. <laughs> I've, I've got like some of my homies are just like bacon. I've learned a lot from you, and I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? Uh, learn, I don't do anything. Learn, learning with bacon. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I got I got two uh, great moments. All right, privileges, and then we'll get out of here. So let's play this music. Okay. All right, because I didn't want to deal with the whole. Um, I didn't want to. I did it last time. I didn't want to deal with the, the de- detention camp shit. Um, this week, and we we're having an extra good show. So, um, skipping that, but uh, I did have two uh lighter um great moments of white privileges, but it just shows you the, the the privilege of white people. Um, people are skipping fireworks this year to comfort scared shelter ch- dogs. Oh, for pups, since there's a loud noise, uh, July Fourth isn't all it's cracked up to be. Fireworks can be harmful for. T- Harm can cause cause our furry family fr- members to cower under the bed, even run for the hill. Now this is a very good. This is this is actually you know it, it makes sense. I've seen a lot of things come out about how uh, this is also when dogs are run away from home and things like that because they get scared from fireworks. Um, so I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad thing. These people are, are 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 comforting these these shelter dogs that are hearing fireworks. But the image I see here is a bunch of people either sitting on the floor or in chairs looking at these dogs in cages and they're all sharing time with them and stuff like that. And it just so happened that also this week, we're also seeing the pictures of, 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 of families in cages and kids in cages and detention camps. And all I could think of myself yeah, is, that did occur to me. I just, <laughs> I, it's just like the image of that alone, which is one of those things like come the fuck on people. This is not the time to do this story. I get it. It's necessary. I get it. It's important, but we literally have, Kids sharing toothbrushes in detention camps because this administration is fucking horrible. I, I'm just saying, showing dogs in cages with people is not a good. Just not a good. I, I mean, at, le- at least show pictures of the dogs not in cages. Right, right. I'm just saying, like the image here is literally the dogs in cages, and I'm like, you could literally have made this like the detention camps, and this is not. Not, 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 not this week, folks. Listen, if your article looks like a PETA advertisement, I'm going to need you to take a step back. I'm just, hmm, not a good look. Not a good look. Like, they literally have this picture of this, this, this little kid reading to this dog. And I'm just like, oh, my God. The dog. Oh, the dog, no. Just like, guys, 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 guys. And you and, can't do this. And you, and you know, they're all white. They're all white. Okay, I, okay. So I'm gonna blame the authors and the editors of this piece. Oh yeah. But I, I definitely think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Comfort, I mean, yeah. Comfort the puppies. I feel bad. My cat gets really upset. I mean, um. I mean, it's it's a thing. It's a whole big thing. If people don't think about this, I mean, it's also a big thing with veterans and PS, PTSD. It's like. People seem to forget. Like, yeah, not even not even just veterans. Yeah. Basically, anybody Any, who has PTSD. Right. It's like, yeah, like how about we not do the fireworks, folks? It's not. It's not that important. 
Like, it's, yeah, stop. Like, once you see fireworks one time, you see them all the time. Like, you don't need to see, we don't need to do fireworks for this, right? So, this is one of the right. Ones. Go to go to the major show or watch the major right. show. Don't set off shit in your neighborhood. Yeah, There's don't... actually sponsored firework events. Just that are, go. That look better. That look better. That look better. That look better. They're more bombastic. So just saying. Um. It, so again, great moments of white privilege because of the thing. Not really that bad. And, and the other one I got going on here. Also, again, I think these are ones that isolated they're not bad on their own but when you think of the context of just what we've been through just this year you're just like really folks really this is some white shit um woman 93 arrested as a dying wish after being good all her life yeah i saw that and i was just like oh god this hurts <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like it's really cute yeah it's you know in a, it, it is cute out of context. It's it's white it it's, it's white people cute. It's it's white people cute. It's white people. No, cute. no, it's 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 old white. It's not even just white people cute, it's specifically old, old white people yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz she looks so excited because, like and arrested. No, if if it was a younger white person, I'd be pissed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right, right. No, but this is like she's literally a grandma who's just like I've haven't like I've had to be good and follow the rules my whole life. I just want to be wild for once. <laughs> That's it's it's old white person cute, but I'm just like, and I'm glad it happened in another country. Oh, you no, know, no, it can't happen here. It can't happen here. No, no, like, no, it can't happen. Here. Uh, like, uh, no, her, her our, name our, is... our old black people get shot by the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, you know, it can't happen here. Her, her, her name is Josie Birds. It was like Josie Birds don't want that 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 you that U.S. arresting. You don't you don't want that. You don't want that. No, you don't, you don't want that. No, experience. I think that. Didn't they have tea and cookies? Let me see. Uh, so one of the UK's largest <laughs> police forces apparently arrested a 93-year-old woman who had committed no crimes because of her dying wish. In a tweet that received more than 1,000 likes, Pam Smith wrote to Greater Manchester Police to thank them for the gesture towards her grandmother, Josie Birds. A big thank you to the uh, GM police for arrest- arresting my grand-, uh, grand Josie today. She's 93 years old and her health is failing. She wanted to be arrested for something before it was too late. She has a heart of gold and thoroughly enjoyed it today. Thank you for granting her wishes. Smith said the greater, great Manchester, uh, the greater Manchester police had made an old lady very happy by arresting her grandmother, adding she, she is quite poorly uh, she is quite poorly and wanted to do something uh, like this while she was still had the strength to enjoy it. She's been good all her life. She said she wanted to enjoy experience. Remember it. She's a star. Um, I can't. I just, this is just. I can't. Just, I just, I just. Again, that's the whitest shit ever. Yo, old white people <laughs> shit. Yo, old white people are just, oh man. And then later on, before she died, her last dying wish was also to call uh, the police on her, uh, her black neighbors. So, um, what's that? What's that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I got, I, I saw this, and again, it's again, this, both of these great moments of white privilege are things that, like, out of context, they're adorable. They're adorable. You support them, but then, like. We're black. So... I know. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm too black and queer for this. I'm just like, so I don't, I don't, I, I, like, being arrested for fun? As a dying wish? Mm. Like, mm. wait, you mean to tell me you, you, you've never been arrested? You're, you never had the police harass you all your life? You lived 93? Like, I'm, I'm, as a black person, I'm going like, what were your, what were your secrets? <laughs> Other than being white. <laughs> like, right, share like, your, share your knowledge. I just, 
I have so many questions. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, it's a it, and and of course the pictures of her show. She's all happy she's and so like excited. She's so person. excited. Just like oh, this is couldn't, precious. Kind of couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. No, couldn't if it us. was a nigga. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> as far as dying wish, uh, Shorty Johnson wanted to be arrested by the police because he's been good all his life. Um, the police showed up and they shot Shorty Johnson because they fear for their lives. So, um, that definitely was his last <laughs> dying wish. But, um, yeah, no. Yeah, no. We can't. We, can't, we it's not for us. We can't do this. No, this is not for us. Um, Bacon, that's all I have here. Can you please tell everyone where they can find more of your life lessons? <laughs> okay, so I can be found on Twitter. My handle is um, B4C0NZILLA, Baconzilla, uh, only in super cool leet speak. Uh, my header is Tosino Mask. Great. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch where I'm going to be streaming Final Fantasy 14 for forever. And that my Twitch handle is the Baconzilla. I also have a podcast, ADD Space, over at Unreasonable Fridays. We've kind of moved to bi-weekly now because my life exploded. But we're still doing it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's see here. Uh, boy. We have uh, some content coming out. I don't, I'm not going to tell you when it's coming out because I don't know myself uh, because we have San Diego Comic-Con coming up as well. So um, once we have all that stuff planned out, there will be content coming out this, this month for all stuff. Again, we'll be back. I'll probably be playing. Um, we didn't put up the last week's uh, Molecules and Shit episode. I'll be putting that up for next week and the week we're in Com uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So Molecules and Shit will be up. The next two weekends, uh, the last two episodes they've, they've uh, Koki and P Funk have recorded. I am going to be working with D Pond to figure out when we're going to get a character corner out this month. I think he's also working on he's going on vacation as well at some point, so he'll be doing some stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on, folks. Just know you'll be getting your content. It'll be coming out. Uh, just stay tuned. Uh, you know where to find us, MTR Network, um, and go to our Comic Con Central page on mtrnetwork.net uh, in two weeks. That's where we put up all our, start putting up all our San Diego Comic-Con stuff as well. Hopefully we're getting some pre-con coverage out as well. Um, so again, Bacon, thank you very much for joining me here. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>